Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, chat some interesting figures and leading lights of this crazy industry in of writing and self-publishing. And today we're actually uh, stepping a little outside of just the boundaries of writing and self-publishing to talk about something that a lot of our listeners are always interested in. And this is how to sell more books, how to market books, how to take things to, to a more commercial level. And to that end, we are delighted to have a very special guest, uh, Jess Cervella, uh, Servion, who is a customer experience expert, customer chief customer experience officer for Feastables, somebody who turbocharges brands, creates unique customer adventures. You know all about making a relationship between the customer and making sales that way. So we think that there are direct parallels that you can draw between what you do and what our readers want to achieve, what our uh, listeners want to achieve with their books. And so hopefully we can piece those things together. So Jess, it is delightful to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, we are delighted to have you here. And of course, we wouldn't be here without the man himself, Craig Touch, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems and an author himself. How are you doing today, Craig? Doing really good. Thanks, uh, Roland. Thanks, Jess, for coming on. Um, yeah, you know, like Roland said, the, the customer experience is, is so important for selling books. And we talk about this a lot with authors um, in terms of social media specifically, mm-hmm. where a lot of authors, um, you know, either they're ignoring social media or they're not doing it in the, the most optimal way. So a lot of authors, so for example, a lot of authors will treat social media like um a way simply to sell their books so the only time they post is to say hey i have a new release right Mm -hmm. but that isn't creating that connection to the customer and and it's not as effective as if um you used the social to build that relationship right and i one of the things you know that wasn't mentioned in in the introduction is um i only mention it because it's sort of relevant to this is that uh feasible is like a company that was started by mr beast right mm-hmm. he's a he's a big social media personality and that's part of that that idea is that he has used what he's built and the relationships that he's built with his following to then go and sell this other product right but if he was just some random guy he couldn't sell you know chocolates or whatever it is that you know you guys are selling he's got that relationship right so why don't you tell us a little bit about all of that yeah well you know i think what's really interesting is that so you know we talk about customer experience but if you even break it down even further and you take it to like brand experience right so like we're talking about authors who you know create a book and then they like maybe they're hesitant to go onto social media or create any sort of content around it to like market it and hype it up right but at the end of the day it's like you're creating these storylines from like you know a book maybe it's an audiobook who knows right which however you you receive it but at the same time like in order to sell that or in order to like create awareness around it you need to you need to go down a path of like content creation and your your story essentially needs to like pop out of whichever medium that you're like you're utilizing for the story right and so we take and so specifically you were talking about social media it is a good like when we look at when we look at like mr beast who now has this company feastables and he's a content creator but the storyline going into like feastables is 
we had to build that story. You had to build that story. You had to build that story in order to like acquire the customer, bring the customer in. And that same in whether it's like feasibles or not, like in brand book, whatever it is, you in order to acquire, you still need to give a taste of what it is to your to your customer to bring them into the funnel, right? Um, I don't know. I don't, was kind of rambling there. I'm gonna be honest with you, but no. like my point is, is like content creation is like a part of the marketing piece. Absolutely. It's um, I I find it uh, so interesting. When people who write books, they sometimes forget that you know they write these wonderful books and they're brilliant writers, but at the end of the day, what they're doing is creating a product. And uh, a pro- mm-hmm. if you want to to get people to buy your product, it takes more than just having a great product. That's great, but it doesn't sell itself. And and I think um, a part of a part of, of what you're talking about that I think is so important is something I wrote an article about recently, which is there are only four ways to sell books. And one of them is to have a relationship with the author. If you have, feel like you have a relationship with an author, then as soon as they have a new book out, you buy it just like that. It's like right. if Stephen King writes a new book, then I'm going to buy that book. Uh, and if a uh, Jack Carr is a wonderful example, Jack Carr is probably the most successful author on social media at the moment. And yes, he writes these wonderful books and Amazon has this wonderful show based on his books, but also he's on social media doing uh, giveaways, just showing examples of how he lives his life, talking to people, engaging with people. And that just creates a connection. So, you know, people feel like they know Jack Carr and that means they're mm-hmm. eager to support him doing what he's doing. And it very much seems like the same thing in Mr. Beast. I mean, Mr. Beast, people feel like they know him. And then he's doing these amazing things like building 100 uh, wells in Africa. And it's like you want to support him doing these things. Right. Absolutely. I mean, going back to your point, too, you know, I was just thinking to myself, like, what is my favorite book right now? Right. And um, right now, one of my favorite books is... Um, it was crying H Mart and it's by, I'm probably going to butcher her last name, but it's by Michelle Zahner. And even though it is a memoir, right? Like I read this book, right? I read this book. I find, I find this book from like an awareness channel, essentially. Like, I think I, I was like walking down a path of like grief and, you know, I, um, what was looking for like resources in like grief. This is a very deep story, but whatever, here we are. Um, and I was like looking for books in grief and, you know, and then I discover crying in H Mart, but I don't really know. And even though this is a memoir, I don't really know anything necessarily about Michelle, but after I've read it, I've like, I've become attached to it. I'm like, so attached to the story. I'm so attached to her story. I'm so attached to like the relationship that like, I want to build more, on from michelle right i want to like so then i'm going to go out as a customer of that author i'm going to go out and search for more materials about about that author right granted i actually didn't know she was in a band i don't even know the name of the band it was like japanese something or other right like i i don't i like can't remember it off but that's not my point is is like that's not the awareness channel that i found her in right i found her as an author and then i'm continuing down a path now to search for more materials by michelle as this author and like that's exactly what that's all we're talking about here is like as an author you create a story but you still need to build a relationship with your customer in order for them to continue down down that pathway of wanting to consume more of your material. Um, and I think it's really important. So like, you know, with Michelle, now I'm like sitting here and I'm following her online. I'm following any articles that she's in. Right. And that's creating a storyline that's like outside of even just the one book that she did. Right. And you like, I don't know. I think you have like another author, um, 
why am I like all the books that are like coming to my mind right now are all memoirs and I apologize, but I'm also thinking of, uh, shoot, it, it escaped me. There's like this other book. Um, It'll, I'll remember it later. We'll put it in the show notes. But there's another book that I've like also read. And I was attached to the storyline because this man was from um, Oakland. I'm from Oakland, California originally. So it's like, I care about Oakland, right? And he wrote a whole story about like, what it was to live in Oakland in like the nineties, like in this time frame, Right. And then again, I'm like, I'm so attached to that story, but then I'm going and like consuming even more of his materials. He was also a comedian. So I'm like ending up down like his comedian pathway now. Like I'm down, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's so important to think of like, not just being an author, but you also have to think of your readers as your customers and create experiences for them to want to consume more of your media. Yes, that makes an awful lot of sense. I was thinking uh, stories are a mm-hmm. really good one. Jack Carr, for example, you know, he writes military thriller, thrillers, mm-hmm. but his story is he used to be a Navy SEAL. So therefore you kind of got that one. Before her fall from grace, I think one of the reasons people like J.K. Rowling is she wrote Didn't want story. to mention her. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the problem. Like, I think yeah. one of the reasons is she had built up this story of, oh, she was impoverished. She was writing in cafes. She was a single mom. She'd come out of an abusive marriage. And so she wants to write a book about this wonderful school where everyone from all different backgrounds could feel welcome and accepted. And of course, that is one of the reasons why the thing she said after that so many people feel betrayed by. But before then, that was part of the story. It's like that's... You know, she was her story was as much a part of the Harry Potter story and right. uh, Jack Carr's story is as much a part of the, the James Reese and the Terminal story. Right. And and sorry, now I'm like in a, this like rabbit hole because I'm also like thinking about like you also have to think about it from a perspective of like brand marketing, too. Right. You have to think about it in like brand marketing, branding, like your personal brand. Right. And so I um, so it's not even just like, OK, social media, it's like a website or maybe it's other media materials, content, whatever it is that you're talking about your stories and, and you're you're sharing a part of like who you are as an author. But I think why like it's so important is because you want these things to jump off of the page, right? Like you want, you want, like when I think about like my website, for instance, like this, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with like, you know, um, like stories, but like I think about my website, right? Like I think about like, I could be just Servion on a page, right? But I want it, like, I want it to jump off of that page. So like what I'm doing um, to create like my brand is um, I have a, a very extensive logo that like has motion, right? I have like material on my website that like I've created a reel of like things that I've done in the past. I've created um, a page about me that's not just like, oh, hey, I'm just Servion and I'm this age and I've done these things. It's like actually showing my personality, actually becoming a part of like doing a level of like brand marketing in like words on a screen that's going to jump off the page, right? And so I think it's like you have to think about it in like you're not just selling the story, you're selling yourself as the author, but you also have to think about yourself as like, I'm creating a brand for myself and sharing a piece of like who I am that's going to jump off of the page is going to help me build my audience even more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And Sorry, you know, what's interesting, I think is if you, for me, the way I'm thinking about it now is like, if you um, are a famous person already for another reason, 
we see this happen all the time, right? Where celebrities or even television shows, you know, they become famous for, for being in their show or for, for the show itself. And then they write this book, right? And and the, they can sell all these copies of the book because they already have that audience. Like I, I know I was I was watching a show on Netflix and I went and looked something up about it and I was like, oh, there's a book about it. Sure, okay. You know, and, and it's like now now you can sell that easier because you've already done that, right? But authors are actually going in the opposite direction. First they've created the book and now they have to create that brand. And it's almost like you know they're they're doing things backwards sort of right but yeah. not backwards in the sense that it's the wrong direction but backwards in the sense that it from from the way that you can if you started as a celebrity and then wrote a book you're doing it i wrote a book now i need to not necessarily become a celebrity but create this brand around it yeah yeah absolutely i mean again like i it's it's you have to basically jump off the page right and i think it's really important that it's like Maybe you might not be somebody who wants to go on like the podcast or like the live things, right? But you can create some sort of like branded materials and branded experience of who you are as an author, of who your stories are on like a website, on social media, on like wh whatever other types of media it is. But it's so important if you're, if you want to, I hate to like push this on like revenue, but it's like revenue and customers and selling things, you know, but it's like um, in order to sell a book or for people to follow your material, you have to create that brand, that brand marketing experience. And then I think what's really important too is so it's like, okay, we're telling like, we're telling the listeners like, all right, you have to create this like brand marketing, but here's some like tactical advice of like how you actually do that. Right. So, think about who your reader is like you're going to walk into a store and maybe you walk into a store and you're a particular type of customer in that store right like i don't know target right like target is a particular type of customer opposed to like shopping at uh i don't know walgreens for your toiletries i don't know i'm making up things here my point is though um my point is is like you have to think about who your reader is like who is your reader who is what would the reader like to see him from my material what what do you think that they would like to see in my storyline um and you know really focusing in on like your reader as your customer and like understanding that customer persona right and then the second level of that is like okay i've gotten my customer persona so like now um what type of material do i need to create for my customer persona so like a tactical advice like i gave i mentioned um crying in hmart right I'm a customer who is seeking out resources for grief. I'm my customer because uh, crying in H Mart is about uh, her mother had passed away and um, understanding her lineage from like um, her Korean lineage. And so uh, the customer persona there is like, I'm, I'm an individual who was seeking out a grief resource. So I'm reading this book, but I don't come from Korean descent. Right. So Maybe I'm creating materials about like losing a mother, right? Or I know this is really deep and dark and I don't mean this to be deep and dark. I'm no, just like no. a thought in my head. <laughs> but like, um, but anyway, my point is, is like maybe you're creating materials for that customer persona, but then maybe your other customer persona is somebody who is from Korean descent, right? So maybe you're like, you're making material that's like, um, focused on like, you know, like uh, things that are relatable to a Korean descent, like, reader right like that's like how you have to think about it you have to break down who your reader is in customer personas and then create material based on like that yeah i find that 
absolutely fascinating. Craig's going to roll his eyes at this because every single podcast, okay. I always manage to bring James Bond into it in some way. <laughs> but I'm, I've got a big uh, a group of friends who are into James Bond. And it's interesting because people are into James Bond for different reasons. You've yeah. got te- tedious middle-aged white guys like me who, you know, think of themselves as James Bond. James Bond has a huge queer following. Because there is so much homoeroticism in the, the original James Bond books that a lot of gay guys really, really, really like James Bond because they, mm-hmm. they uh, a lot of women actually really like James Bond because the women, especially in the books, are strong and independent and uh, sort of soiled of. So they don't necessarily have perfect histories. And Ian Fleming writes about them as like real people. So there's a lot that resonates with them. And so there are different things that appeal to different people that bring them to the same place in a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you think, Craig? <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> He's like, oh my well, god, brother, how <laughs> how did you do this every week? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I mean, it's it, everything resonates with its own audience, right? And that's why we have so much breadth of stories and and authors because not everything appeals to everybody, but there's something for everyone. There's you know, there's so many different things, and you have all these you know very very small niches that that meet the needs and we've seen self-publishing has been able to reach those when traditional publishing always ignored them because we're too small right but like you know this tiny little pie that wouldn't be able to fill the the belly of a of a traditional publisher is more than enough to fill the self-publishers that are writing for that smaller genre right so that's that's always that's one of those big benefits that self-publishing is brought and so yeah like you know whether it's james bond or whether it's grief or whether there's there's a market out there for for everybody and for all types of books and i think that that and what you're saying is right you've got to figure out who that market is that your book is targeting and then go from there and creating that sort of brand around that. And, and it really, you can't do it without knowing who your audience is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking through when you, you were bringing that up is that I think sometimes it's a little bit hard for individuals too to like, like brand marketing is like really daunting to an individual, right? Of like, it's like, oh God, I gotta go build my personal brand right now. But I think that there's like, also a lot of resources out there there's also like individuals who also specialize in this like freelance work right so it's like if you and i'm not this isn't like a tony right like for me i'm literally saying like when i went out and i wanted to build my personal brand right um i like went out and i got a coach right? Like I got a coach that helped me, like coached me through some things. I also um, hired a digital marketing manager to like help me um, do some things with like social media, like create a newsletter, like all these, like this, this stuff, right? So I just think, you know, as much as like, you're, you know, you're putting out material out there as like an author and you understand that like, okay, I have to go and like build like this, do this brand marketing for my, my, um, for like my book or myself, there's also like individuals out there who specialize in a lot of these things too. So like utilizing those as resources or helping you, it does, it shouldn't feel like it's like the super daunting thing. Maybe it's a social media manager, right? Like maybe, like maybe it's like hiring an intern who has like, who loves TikTok. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just don't feel like you're alone in like being having to go and create it i think the one my one piece of advice is if you're going to out and like seeking any help though is making sure like those individuals especially we're talking about like your material having to be like aligning with your 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 reader your customer 
you also should be like aligning with individuals who like align with you and your values and what you want to put put out there too that was just yeah. a random thought <laughs> no I, I think uh i think that is all incredibly valuable and i think it's a choice that when you when you decide to be a writer at some point you have to step up and say like what kind of writer am I going to be? Because you can write a book and you can self-publish a book and you can throw it on Amazon and maybe you'll get like five reviews and sell a few copies anywhere. But there is not, at the end of the day, self-publishing is a business model and it's a business model that has been incredibly successful for a certain number of authors. And it's not necessarily down to like luck or uh, even talent and especially not privilege. It's like, hey, you need to learn to write a book effectively you don't need to be the best writer in the world but then you need to also learn the process of successful self-publishing which is a process and it involves other people it's like i might design my own covers but i hire out to an editor and Mm -hmm. i you know you hire out to to other people who can do the things that you can't do because you can't do it all yourself yeah yeah absolutely yeah and we talk, we, we talk about it all the time. And I mean, there's different, again, they're just like writing, there's different levels of, of um, you know, every author has different levels of what they're comfortable with. Some are, are very comfortable with social media. Some are very comfortable with all these other things and some aren't. And so you figure out where your weaknesses are and you fill those with someone who, who's, that's their strength. Or listen, if you don't have the budget and, you, and you're okay with learning stuff, you can learn how to do all these things too. Um, I think, you know, the, the question is, knowing what your options are and knowing what you can do. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe we should go over some of those ideas, right? Like I know um, in a, a couple of weeks ago in my author newsletter, I actually wrote about this topic a little bit in the sense that um, the idea that authors want to get their, their names out there. Um, and some of the ways to do that are things like, you know, writing uh, blogs or articles, guest posts for, for websites or coming on to podcasts, you know, like if you're trying to meet, if you're trying to connect with readers, you know, you can go on to the reader focused podcast. This one's more of an author focused podcast, but authors are also readers. And in fact, you know, most authors read a lot. So coming on to talk about whatever it is you're talking about that helps authors will also expose you to those authors as, in the reader side of, of those authors, right? So it helps to come on to things like even like this or, um, you know, when, of course, social media, but there's other things too, right? So what other things can people do to sort of create these brands? Yeah. So, I mean, I keep going back to like personal branding, right? So like for myself, like um, I like, and it, it's, I don't, I don't know, like I don't, want to just make it about like personal branding right but like the the reason it's it's so relevant to this conversation is because i think what's so important for me and like my like top pillar is actually community building and so what i mean by that is like i like yes like okay for sure there's like all these things like you can do like all this content creation and maybe it's like you sign up for the talks or do all these things. But I think it's also a little bit of like going out into the community and like going to events that are relevant to like maybe the material that like you want to um, put out into the world or maybe there's like another I don't know, micro influencer out there that's like hosting an event. It's it's important to like go to those things and build a community around you um, because you're going to like having conversations with other individuals who are like in the same pathways as you is going to help inspire you in creating like those marketing materials, that content, or even just like 
inspire you in a pathway of like, oh, well, maybe I should do a newsletter too, or maybe I should, um, maybe not a newsletter, maybe I should write a personal email to like all of my readers, whatever it is, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally mentioning things that I like have actually done in the past, but like I have been inspired by other individuals in the community. So I think it's like, it's not just like content creation, it's also ensuring that you're going out there and like having conversations with other individuals who are like, in like-minded areas. Does that make networking, sense? Networking, yeah. Yeah, yeah networking. networking. I was like saying it in more words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, and that's that's a good point, like going to uh, author conferences or to reader conferences, writing conferences. Uh, I mean, there's so many of those and we've, we've had podcasts uh, about uh, about some of the big ones and, um, you know, we've, we've written some blogs about them as well, but that is a great way to uh, meet both authors and readers. I mean, again, it's, you know, there's some that are specifically for authors and there's some that are for readers and there's some that are sort of for both. Um, but there's there's tons of them. And, and, you know, depending on where you live, sometimes you have to travel. But I mean, in general, I think that there's enough of them these days that you can, and there's virtual ones too. So you don't even have to leave your house, especially since COVID, right? A lot of things went online. Yeah during COVID and stayed online or at least have an online option when they didn't have it before, right? So yeah. um, that's one of the ways. Cause I know, listen, a lot of authors are introverts or would, yeah. would identify that. Yeah? I was, yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, I, funny enough, like most people probably won't think this, but I'm actually an introvert and people are gonna think I'm an extrovert, but like, these are all like tactics that I have personally done. Like I've had to like put myself out there and like do these things to like build a community, build content, like all of this stuff too. So I know for the introverts out there that are listening, I know it sucks, but I promise you, I'm holding your hand. <laughs> Well, I think in some ways you can also uh, say to people, like, you don't have to do everything. If you're not right. into making YouTube videos, you don't need to. But yeah. maybe maybe writing a newsletter is something that really, really works for some people. Other people, they can't be bothered to do that. But jumping onto to making TikTok videos or jumping onto Instagram Live or something works for them. It's You find what works for you and then lean into that. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, one more point to, like, kind of tie it all back to like when we first began this conversation about like customer experience and like building that brand experience. I think what's really important, like when think about it in the terms of like, okay, e-commerce, e right? So what I see like really sells products really well is um, the founder story and creating material around that founder story. And this is like circling back to everything that we're talking about. Right. But so maybe it's like even the content doesn't necessarily have to even be about your story. Right. Like maybe it's even just like your founder story. And it's a short video of you, you know, saying like, I'm the author, I'm this person. These are the type of this is the type of material, whatever it is. And then maybe that's like the starting point of of getting started in content creation because you're like starting to develop out your your founder author storyline and then you can build upon that and um, whether it's your website whether it's TikTok or all, any of these channels there's a there's an author i like called christine granato who writes um romance books and she comes she had an, i think she had an, a, an abusive marriage and she actually tried to commit suicide once and so on social media she talks about these things mm -hmm. and in some ways i think that's one of the reasons why she builds such good connections with her readers her readers love her books they're always in floods of tears about her books but they know that the books come from a place that perhaps they can relate to and mm -hmm. they see this author who's courageous enough to talk about stuff that, that actually happens to them. And they know that that means the books she writes 
are going to have an authenticity to them that, mm-hmm. that perhaps you wouldn't get somewhere else. Right. And I think that point, that authenticity is the key to it all. Like, honestly, that's the key to it all. You don't want to just be like, okay, great. Like, here's my book, right? Okay. And then I'm a completely different person than like this. Yeah. Like, I just put out material that had like nothing to do. Like, I wasn't re- like related to this or, you know, like didn't speak to me. I don't, I think just like authenticity is like really what sells. Authenticity yeah. is like the baseline of building that relationship with your, your reader. Right. And it's, it's exactly. funny. That's something we hear again and again. I think that's really coming up to is this this importance of authenticity and it's funny when you deal with somebody like mr beast he seems to come across as very authentic but there are other people who say they're like playing a character i hate to, to bring his name into it because he seems like a vile chap but like andrew tate is always like oh well mm-hmm. you can't blame me for that i'm just playing a character but the whole thing is if you're playing a character that is inherently inauthentic right I, I mean, yeah, like we can go down that hole, but like, exactly. It's like, it's, it's authenticity, but it's also like trust too. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about Andrew Tate, but like just in general, right. Like you, the celebrities that you see your creators that you see that like are here for a minute and then gone the next minute. Right. Is because they don't, like they haven't built that authenticity and that trust. Right. And like, and, and I, maybe I'm just a strong believer of like showing up in the world, like who you are and like who I am is like uh, empath and I care about individuals, right? So it's like every material that I put out there is all for like, and I don't want to mean like in a humanitarian perspective, but like it's for community building. So it's like, I might not be making stories, but I make content that's very about customer experience, brand experience, marketing, like all these things, right? And like, but I'm putting out this material in like authentic manner and coming to the table as Jess and also like for the sense of helping other individuals who want to learn about this stuff, right? So so like, and I hope this is like, like I'm gonna land the plane on this one. <laughs> Actually, that's my point. I'm gonna land this plane. But my point is like, I don't wanna like, I don't want to say like Andrew Tate is like, you know, this, I don't want to put him on a pedestal by any means. Right. But like going back to your point on that, it's like, if you're putting out material that's like hurtful, you know, you're not going to like last very long. <laughs> you're like, you're not a, you're not a great person. Right. So, um, um, but then going back to Mr. Beast, like all of his material is like, he is a good person. Like he gives back like everything, every scene, piece of content that he puts out there and everything that he does, even like with us giveaways, like all of this stuff is all for the greater good. Right. It's like, it's a true authentic, it's, it's, he's building trust. Um, he's building himself as like a humanitarian. So I don't know. I don't think I landed that plane. I'm just like talking right now. <laughs> no, I think you did. You know, working in corporate America for so many years, one of my jobs I had in corporate America was corporate storyteller because mm-hmm. you say you're not telling stories, but you are. Because if you distill a story down to its most fundamental thing, and this is why you can have tweets to the stories and Instagram posts mm-hmm. to the stories, is uh, you have a piece of content that makes you feel an emotion and then moves mm-hmm. you through to feeling another emotion. And it's that journey. That is what a story is drilled down to its thing. So you could have a picture of a poor emaciated puppy that got found in a dustbin. And then six months later, it's a big, healthy, chubby puppy who got adopted by a firefighter. And like you feel an emotion. You're like, oh, that poor puppy. And then you're like, oh, isn't that wonderful? And it makes you feel an emotion. That's a story. And that's how you tie people into it. And then. And like for, for corporate America, they it, it's something they don't necessarily understand the importance of that. But then there are some businesses that do because it's all about 
that authenticity tugging at the heartstrings, telling a story, and it can yeah. be as short as a tweet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think maybe some of the authors that are watching this, like we have a lot of, well, we have authors of every type, right? But a lot of this, a lot of some of the ideas, at least, are ones that um, would be more obviously applied to nonfiction and, you know, self-help and stuff like that, right? But somebody who is a genre fiction writer, um, I mean, you know, Roland gave the example of the romance author, but not everyone's got sort of that kind of storyline that they're willing to talk about or, or have to talk about even if, whether they're willing or not. So what are some ways that, you know, let's say if like a fantasy author or a, you know, a science fiction or a thriller author who, you know, doesn't necessarily, you know, it's not like, oh, I can talk about my experiences uh, mm -hmm. as a wizard, right? So uh, mm -hmm. what, how, how would they create that content and that brand awareness? You're yeah, not a wizard, Craig? Well, we're really disappointed now. I know. <laughs> so I, you, know, <laughs> you know, like I think about it like, well, if you think about content, if you just break it all down, like all content is like all social media content, these reels, these TikToks, these YouTubes, it's all storytelling. You still have to have like your hook, like the story and the end of it. Right. And so like in the, that example of like your you know, the wizard, right? And you want to go and create like brand awareness for like your wizardly storylines, right? And maybe you don't want to share your founder story. Maybe like something uh, to do is like creating material that's like short, like a, a short story in a way, right? Like a, like a hook to get them into like your entire, um, and your entire, like all your, your books. And um, so I, I don't know one idea I have just like tactical advice and something that somebody who may be listening is like, maybe you're, you go out there and you create that storyline on your website. And it's like the first landing page is like, you know, a, a short snippet of something. And then on the next page, it's like a snippet of another, or, you know, maybe you're creating a short story, like real, right. Where you have like, you have the hook, and you have the story and then you have the ending and it's like 30, 60 seconds, right? Like those are like, I think there's definitely places to create content and create that experience to bring people into like who you are for your brand. Just my thoughts. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I guess it's, it's sort of almost like coming up with um you know you, you you went and you wrote the whole book and now you've got to come up with all these other little things to create this brand but you know authors have to remember especially you know when you're self-published author that what you're doing you you create this product but you also you you're a business right an mm -hmm. author is their own business and you know, when you're part of a traditional publisher, at least in the old days, these days, even this part's collapsing a bit, but, you know, they would do a lot of this stuff for you, but you have to do it all yourself. So um, it's not, it's just, it's not enough to write the book and be like, okay, I wrote the book. So everybody just buy it now, right? You have to be willing to put in the effort. And sometimes it's more effort than, than others, depending on, on the type of book and your situation, what you're willing to do, what your skill set is to, 
to create a brand and to create the awareness and to bring people into the fold and 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 show them your genuine persona and and your authenticity and and that doesn't always come naturally for every author right it's it's just but it's another part of the business that they have to recognize isn't it's an essential part even if you don't necessarily want to do it <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's you still have to create like your reader's experience with you as like an author to like want to continue purchasing from you. And God, we don't have enough time to go into this one, but it's like, it's also like, so it, we're talking so much about like the acquisition, but also a part of this of like this like building this brand awareness and this brand marketing is a part of like retaining that that reader too for the long term right. so mm -hmm. retention we that's what i was saying we don't got to go into retention because i can go into a whole other hole there <laughs> well that, I, mean, I think again comes down to being authentic because if you uh, end up being inauthentic and don't give people if you suddenly change shifts or become someone else then that's how you lose people mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i mean there's something you said like if you're writing great books people are going to want to read the next one right but at the same time, if it generally takes time between each book. And if you're doing nothing in between each book to connect with your reader, it's much easier for them to sort of forget about you and move on to the next book, right? So there's that time period between book one and book two, whether it's a series or not, where you don't wanna lose that customer. They might've loved book one, but, but then if it's a year bet between books, a lot happens in their lives and then they've forgotten you and now you have to connect to them again right which is a whole another piece of work so if you can retain them during that time get them excited about the book maybe you know not only will you retain them as a customer but maybe they'll start talking about you to other people that they know that likes like that like that sort of book and be like hey follow this author because he you know he's really interesting he creates a lot of extra content and um whatever and and that yeah. might even help sort of grill a market more people in there yeah and i think it's also really important too i mean like not to not to like force people to go and like create all these content channels and do all these things but like i think it's also really important to create these kind of like communities and these forums for like for you to like develop relationships with your readers because as you're going through that time period of like the next book right that's like an avenue for you to even get like feedback to like on like how do you even create that next one right like sometimes we all like hit the creator's block and then um or the writer's block in this case but like you know we we hit that and then sometimes it's just like oh god like i can't create but then it's like if you've created this community around you that's like of people who are like really into your material that and like maybe they're giving you feedback whether negative or positive that will like also help get, draw some inspiration to your next your next piece yeah. you know I'm a, I wrote an entire book because I had some readers were like, hey, what what happened to this couple? You mentioned, but we never heard from them again. And I was like, you know, actually, now I think about it, that couple could have a story. And then, boom, there we go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's yeah, and I think, oh, no, go ahead, Craig. Well, I think that that's actually what a lot of uh, authors use their their mailing list for and stuff. They, they'll ask questions of their um of their list and say hey you know what do you think about this or or this storyline and sometimes that is a really good way to sort of get new ideas and find 
out if people are interested in the ideas that you're sort of starting to kick around. Like you could even say, hey, uh, I'm thinking about writing the next book about this. And maybe everyone will be like, uh, you know, that's uh, not so interesting. And, or maybe they'll say, yeah, that's a good idea. But what about this? It could it could help. There's other benefits to it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you just got to think of it like a business. Like these are your mm -hmm. own channels. You know, right. like your mailing list is your your mailing list or your newsletter list or, you know, the community that you're building or the community that you go out and like and see and in real life or uh, the webinar events, whatever it is, right? Like you're building that community, you're building like that loop that helps you continue growing your, your you, if you're an author, that's your business. So they're helping you grow as an author and, and your business. Yeah, and that's really and, and, at the end of the day, that's it. You need just as you need people to edit your books, you need people to design your covers. You need readers to read them, right? Right, and I mean, you know, you there's there's value in some of that stuff that isn't directly monetary in the sense, like you know, uh, you can say, oh, I have all this list, and they uh, they'll buy my next book, or a portion of them will buy my next book, and you think of that as having some value. But there is the value in those other things, in the things like you know the suggestions that they might give you, the um, the fact that they might go out and and market for you by telling their friends to read the book. Um, sometimes authors use that list as a street team who then basically work for free by helping to promote a book whenever it comes out, right? So there's all that other value that you get um, and that you can take advantage of, but only when you've created um, a relationship with those people. If you if you are a type of author that just puts out the book and never really interacts, and you create a list somehow, you know, and people are joining it, and then you try to ask them for stuff, they're a lot less likely to want to help you than if they feel engaged with you as an yeah. author. Yeah, yeah. I I mean the engaged part really hit home for me in the, in like your your last sentence because that's like those are things that I love to like that's the point of a community. You know what I mean? It's like engaging with them. And like, and I think that's like the other piece of like just quick tactical advice is like, once you've created this community or created these channels, depending on whichever route it is, you also don't ignore those, those your community too. Like make sure you are engaging with them. Like, I know it could be daunting of like commenting back on everything or answering all the DMS, but like, it's so important as you grow that community to be authentic and showing up as like that uh, growing your, like your presence with, within them. Not don't like, just let them being like the only communicators amongst themselves, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's a one-way thing, right? If you're writing a newsletter, um, then it's uh, it's really just you talking to the audience. But if you have, uh, you know, a, a, a Discord or if you have a uh, um, a Reddit group or if you have if you're part of a of an existing community where you've created a subboard or whatever, where then people can sort of talk amongst themselves as well, and then that strengthens the community, and you don't have to be there. 24 seven as the one who's always answering every question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that I think a lot of authors are missing from their toolbox and it's, you know, I get it. It's, it's a time thing too, where it's just like, I want to, I want to spend my time writing the next book. And that's what they, what they became writers for, not to become marketers, but you also yeah. chose the self publishing path, which means that you need to recognize that, you do have to either do this stuff yourself or find someone else that can help you do it. Yeah.
there's resources out there. Like there totally is resources out there that like aren't necessarily like even come at a cost. Like you can trade services even, you know, interns, like I'm not saying abuse the interns, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm saying there are like really eager college students out there that are, that would be willing to help, you know? That's, and I think one of the other things, perhaps the final thing to wrap up is what you've outlined is kind of like the opposite approach that many authors take. I think many authors are like, hey, I'm going to write a book. How do I market it? Whereas I think if you really want to be a commercially successful author, you kind of have to say, OK, what who am I writing a book for and why are they going to buy it? And then mm-hmm. if what what kind of books do these people buy? How am I going to write that kind of book and how is it going to be? relevant to that and you, you identified it and you go went on about how you're an, an empath like naturally and I think that is something that a lot of writers are but it's a case of like identifying who the people are who might read your story and then how do I connect with them how do I like make that connection to make them realize that I'm like them they're like me we we have this connection this book that I've written is going to be something that means something to them yeah yeah I mean exactly it's just it's really like the big, I think just the biggest piece of advice here in like this non-traditional episode is um, really just identifying your customer personas and like, how do you speak to them um, offline, like off of your book. Right. And, um, and just kind of doubling down on that. Like, I know it's like daunting. Marketing seems so daunting, but it's just like, we all have to, we all have to be marketers in our little world in like whatever capacity that we can. And if anybody ever needs marketing advice, hit a girl up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're coming to the, t- to the top of the hour. Craig, do you have any other questions to add before we, we find out exactly how people can, can hit Jess up? Uh, no more questions. I, I, you know, I just, I think that this was really valuable because it is, um, you know, we talk about marketing a bit or a lot, really, but uh, the idea of creating a brand around yourself as an author is one that, you know, we don't talk enough about. And it is it's super important. And I, like I said before, like you can see it, you can see its importance by the fact that so many people go the opposite direction where they 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 have already created a brand through whatever else they're doing by their celebrity or by their whatever and then they'd be like oh i write a book and now everyone buys it right and and it's you can see they're not buying it because a lot of those times those people aren't even writing the book right they're they're using a ghostwriter um and and so it's not people aren't buying it because they necessarily because of their great writing or or that they wrote that they whatever they're buying it because of their celebrity and so you have to think about that and how effective that is and then you you say okay well i'm starting as an author so let me create that so same sort of thing i just have to work the other way and i think that you know once authors start thinking about it like that it makes a lot more sense and that might help push them towards you know doing it because it is it is going to be some work yeah i said well okay if people are looking for marketing advice and they want to hit you up how can they hit you up jess um so i have a website it's called jessservion.com <laughs> and um or you could reach out to me on linkedin but i'm pretty active on both um but yeah, those are the two places. I'm always down to chat about marketing. I'm always down to chat about customer experience and personas. And if anybody's um, interested in my newsletter, I also write a newsletter called Sunday Postcards, Notes from an Empath Leader. You can sign up um, on my website, justservion.com. 
that's brilliant. And we'll, of course, pop a link down there below. And if you go to scroll down to, to check that out, make sure you leave Jess a comment. Let her know how much you have valued all of the information that she has shared with you today. And while you're down there, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. And that way you'll get notified every time we have a new episode of Fully Booked. So thank you very much, Jess, for joining us. We really think people are going to have uh, found a lot of value in this. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. So until then, cheerio. <laughs>